We have a new moon coming up next week and it is an extra special new moon. So let's talk about why. It's the second new moon in Cancer for this year. We had a new moon in Sidereal Cancer in July and we're having another new moon in the final degrees of Cancer, very close almost conjoined with retrograding Venus at the peak of the new moon, very close in degrees. And so this month in general, in August, we have the intercalary month according to the Hindu lunar calendar. We have a blue moon coming up this month. So all of these things, double new moons, double full moons in different ways are excellent times for second chances for really starting fresh. We have all these retrogrades going on right now too. So just all of this stuff happening ast astrologically right now is a really good time for giving yourself and those around you second chances. Like if you don't like the way you've done something or the way you've been showing up in some area of your life, now is a really good time to fix it, to reconcile, and to get in touch, especially at this new moon, with perhaps the deep emotions or unresolved things within yourself that might be leading to the behavior within yourself that is less than optimal or that is not leading to the outcomes that you're hoping for in your life. So let's talk about why, astrologically, uh, more in detail, why this new moon is an excellent time to do that. And then, of course, some yoga practices and journal prompts towards the end of the episode to help you sort all of that out. But first, I'd like to extend you a warm welcome to the Yogi Scopes podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Holbrook. We go over Vedic astrology every week here, and I will give you yoga practices and journal prompts to help embody and understand the astrological energies and how they're hitting in your life so that you can make the most of them. And so, as always, I like to tell folks who might be new here, we use the sidereal zodiac. So if, if that's unfamiliar for you, I have an article on my website and I just made sure that it was linked in the show notes. I thought it was, but now it is directly linked. There's an article where you can learn more about the differences between sidereal and um, Western, or if you're in like the U.S., it's what people just call astrology. And so until you start learning about Vedic astrology, you might have never known that there were two different zodiacs. And so that article will help explain some of the differences so that I don't have to bore the folks who maybe already know the differences on the podcast episode. But suffice it to say that this new moon is happening in Cancer in, under the sidereal zodiac, the last new moon in July was in the very early degrees of Cancer. And it turns out I didn't put out a podcast episode about that. Whoops, I took a week off in early July and then the next week when I came back, I was like, oh, it feels more important to me to put out a Venus retrograde episode than the new moon episode, so I didn't, it's okay. But I just say that because in, in making my notes for this one, I was like, oh, maybe I should tell folks to go back and look and see what new moon intentions you were setting in July. And so maybe you did set new moon intentions even without me putting out a podcast episode. So if you did, go back and look at that because this new moon will be a good time to revisit. If you didn't, it's okay. We're gonna talk about what a new moon in Cancer means. So first of all, I like I mentioned, this new moon is within degrees of... Um, Venus's retrograde. So 
The new moon is happening at 29 degrees and some change of Cancer. Venus will be at 24 degrees and some change of Cancer at the moment at the peak of the new moon. So just before the new moon, they will have crossed over each other. So, and they're very close. They're in the same nakshatra, the same lunar mansion. I have an article about that linked in the show notes as well. Um, if you're listening on a podcast platform, it might not be there. If you're listening on YouTube, watching on YouTube, but you can always go to yogiscopes.com and just click on articles and dive around in there and see what you find, see what you learn about. Um, so this new moon is happening in the final degrees of cancer where Venus has been retrograding for a little over a week at the time of the new moon. Um, and will continue to retrograde for several weeks beyond the new moon, or really like two and a half or so weeks beyond the new moon, Venus will continue retrograding here. And the reason that's important is because you might use this new moon to set intentions around whatever's being unearthed in your life at this Venus retrograde. And so also, This new moon, we'll talk about astrologically why in just a moment, but this new moon has connections to sort of like how your deep emotions are driving your behaviors and that has a big impact on how you show up in relationships. So as I mentioned on the Venus retrograde special podcast episode that I put out in July instead of the new moon episode that would have been about the the new moon in Cancer at the time. Um, we talked about how while Venus is retrograding, retrograding in cancer will be a good time for inner child work, which specifically means looking at the, how the way you were raised and like, um, events from your past sort of impact your emotional reactions to things and the way you perceive, um, others in relationship, especially. So the way we're raised is going to impact our the way we show up in the world and the way we receive behaviors from other people. I actually just shared a little um, reel from somebody else in the Yoga Plus Astrology Facebook group talking about this, about how we can't just ascribe meaning to behaviors from other people. We can't say, well, if your partner does such and such, then it must mean this. You can't just do that. You have to like ask them, like, what did you mean by that? this action that you did had this impact on me is maybe that's not what they meant it for it to happen. Maybe they had no idea that it had an impact on you. So that kind of stuff is a big theme of the Venus retrograde and coming up next week, we'll have Mercury retrograde in Leo, which is where Venus begun her retrograde. So, um, you can revisit that Venus retrograde podcast if you want to hear more about that, but just so you know, related to this new moon, between this new moon and then the new moon in September will be a good time to sort of set your intentions for how you want to show up better based on the issues that Venus retrograde is bringing up in your life. I hope that makes sense. Um, So let's talk about more astrologically why I'm saying that about this new moon, because I always like to explain why I say the things I say. So this new moon is happening in Cancer. We'll talk about the sign and then we'll talk about the nakshatra of Ashlesha, where the new moon is happening. So 
Cancer is ruled by the moon. It's the only zodiac sign ruled by the moon. It is the natural fourth zodiac sign, meaning it has connections to the fourth house. And this gets confusing for people. I think there's a lot of stuff I see on the internet where people are like, signs don't equal houses, like get that out of your head. <clears throat> but in Vedic astrology, we have a concept called the Kal Purusha chart, where, which means Kala is like time. Purusha is, um, you know, you know, Purusha and Prakriti. Purusha is like the divine force within us. So the divine time chart, like the, the spiritual chart for everybody is the one where Aries is at the ascendant. Aries being the first sign is making up the first house of the Kal Purusha chart. And then the rest of them go around like that. So it's just FYI, it is incorrect to say like cancer rules my first house or fourth house, unless you're an Aries ascendant and then it does. But for anybody else, if you're any other ascendant other than Aries, then you're going to have a different sign in that house. And that would be the sign, particularly the planet that rules that sign would be the ruler of, ruler of that house for you. That's technically like the correct way to say that. But because of the Kal Purusha chart, uh, the, the chart for all time, basically is what, what that means. There is some overlap between cancer and the fourth house. There are some overlap in meaning, but it doesn't mean that cancer rules your fourth house. So just that technicality I wanted to explain in case you see stuff on the internet about it and it gets confusing because people have asked me like, but I thought signs and houses weren't the same thing or anyway, it's the kind of stuff we talk about at length in the astrology for yogis program. And our first round cohort is almost done. So congrats to y'all for all the work you put in so far. Anyway, Cancer's connections to the fourth house means that, or being the fourth sign means that Cancer has connections to your mother or your relationship with your mother or mother figures in your life and how that impacts how you nurture yourself, how you feel nurtured, how, and so I hate, like, I, I kind of resent this personally as a mom. I'm like, this is a lot of pressure on moms and on people who have complicated relationships with their moms or mother figures, but it is like just true. It's just true. We have research on this that um, the sort of like primary caregiver, which is like overwhelmingly traditionally like a mom, which I recognize there are other plenty of other situations out there where somebody's primary caregiver might not identify as a mom or whatever, like just stick with me here, um, impacts our sense of security, our sense of inner peace. You know, that's that attachment style. Um, our primary caregiver, which is often the mom, will impact these things for the majority of the rest of our life. And so the good news is your attachment style and all of that, your, your inner sense of security that comes from this, you know, how you were treated by your primary caregiver growing up is not static. You can practice, um, better attachment styles, which that's what we, um, talked about in the Venus retrograde workshop. That's now as a recording within the membership, we talked about this kind of stuff and how it might show up in your chart and what to do about it, right? And attachment styles and all of that. But so this new moon is a good time if you've hopefully been during this Venus retrograde, um, or maybe it will continue to unfold over this next lunar cycle. 
while Venus retrogrades through Cancer for the next couple weeks, um, it might continue to unfold ways that you were parented growing up, ways that you were raised and how that impacts how you view the world, your inner sense of peace. Do you have like an inner sense of safety, like a felt sense of security and safety within yourself? Or are you sort of always not feeling safe, not feeling, not, not having some place in the world that feels like home? You know, so I recognize home is also like fraught for some people because it can be like homeland or maybe you had a home growing up and then you become an adult and you feel sort of disconnected from that place or like you don't really even know what home is anymore because your your home growing up is is no longer for whatever reason. Um, so that's something I hear from folks. That's all having to do with cancer. So all that kind of stuff might be brought up during this lunar cycle while Venus is retrograding in cancer and it's a good time to sort of confront those things within yourself and and despite how you were raised or any sort of stuff you have going on from your past this new moon marks the beginning of a lunar cycle where it is a good time to transform that and to find that sense of um peace and security within yourself like i was saying attachment styles are not static you can practice and it requires being in relationship um, this is something I've, we've been reflecting on in some, some readings I've had with folks recently is that you can do all the spiritual work in the world by yourself, but the rubber meets the road when you practice those spiritual concepts in relationship, either in intimate partner relationships or with friends. Um, it's easy to like be perfectly evolved spiritual when you have removed everybody and everything from your life that could potentially be triggers or activating you know, and so this month is a good time to just practice that, you know, and know that it might not go perfectly because Venus is retrograde, but when things go awry, that's Venus retrograde showing you what needs to be worked on and what needs to be fixed. And hopefully you will use this lunar cycle to examine the deep emotions and maybe things from your past that have led to this pattern in your life. And, and we're talking about patterns within yourself, you know, this is like a, um, not like what is your partner doing wrong or what is everybody else around you doing wrong? It's like what within yourself do you need to feel that sense of safety and security so that you can relate with others in a health, healthful, healthy and beneficial way, right? Because that's the goal. Um, and so let's talk about Ashlesha because that's, that's the nakshatra where the new moon is happening. Also where Cancer is, or Venus is retrograding right now. And that is where, particularly where this, this part about deep emotions and things that I'm talking about is coming up. So Ashlesha is a nakshatra within the sign of cancer, a lunar mansion that is, that simple or translates to coiling or entwining. So coiling like a snake, um, or entwining like like you could think like entwining your lives together in a relationship. The symbol of Ashlesha is a serpent and the deity is Nagas, which is the serpent deity of wisdom. So there is this connection through Ashlesha and Nakshatra to, um, you think like Kundalini energy at the base of the spine. So this divine feminine energy rising and the fact that we have the two very feminine planets, the moon and Venus here at this new moon. It's just 
what is your relationship with the feminine in your life? So that's where I was saying your, your primary caregiver, especially mother figures, um, your actual mom or mother figures in your life, feminine caregivers you've had in your life. And how does that influence? How do those people, how, how was your relationship with them influencing how you show up as an adult in your relationships now as an adult? And, um, so with that, we know kundalini energy has to do with like your spiritual energy. And so, so kundalini energy rising up the spine has to do with like when you get all your chakras in aligned, basically, right? Like you get them all balanced and unblocked. Like you don't have any sort of blockage of energy in all of the seven chakras up the spine. That's when the kundalini energy is allowed, is, is able to rise from, the base of your spine up throughout the crown of your head, right? Like that's the idea. And so with that, it's like you have to sort of address all of these parts of your being and allow this femininity to sort of flow, allow this transformative energy to flow within yourself. And so for that to happen, you, you can't just like, I don't know, like there, there's transformation, is a theme and much like a, a snake shedding its skin, there's sometimes like things that have to be let go of you. When you grow, you have to sort of like, uh, shed and wriggle out of containers that are too small, like a, sh a snake shedding its skin. So, so those are some of the themes that are coming up from the nakshatra where this new moon is happening, where Venus is also retrograding. So to tie it all together, the overall energies of this new moon are um, inner exploration. So if I could sum it up in a few words, it's emotions, how emotions and relationships are related, and then any transformation for you that needs to happen related to emotions, relationships, and how those things, you know, how do your relationships impact your emotions? How do your emotions impact how you show up in a relationship? And is there any transformation within yourself that needs to happen there. Or maybe it's a shedding of the skin, shedding of a layer kind of thing, transformation that needs to happen. So this new moon is a good time for inner exploration, unearthing the hidden emotions, um, which brings the potential for personal growth by confronting these maybe deep-seated issues. Um, and then it's also a good time over the next lunar cycle, but beginning at this new moon, to reveal your true values in relationships and explore whether you're really aligning with those things or if there's a way you could be more aligned with your values in relationships. And I would assert that in most cases, if you found yourself off track, if you found yourself showing up in a way that doesn't really align with your values, most of the time you can course correct and the people that are meant to stay in your life will adjust, right? So don't be afraid of losing people. Like we don't want to go around and like be an asshole about it. But if you're just, if you're setting boundaries in a truly healthy way, like, oh, this is what I need to feel like, okay, within myself, the people within your life that are worth sticking around are going to be like, okay, fair enough. They might come back with like a, okay, but this is my boundary. This is what I need to feel okay. And boundaries don't have to be such like a hard wall thing you can navigate it to where everybody feels like they have their needs met um but 
in most cases, if you do need to course correct, the people that are worth sticking around in your life will adjust and will be okay with it. And, and that's what, where the being in relationship comes. They might, you know, have some feedback about what they need and how, you know, so it's just like, you don't have to go and like cut everybody out of your life because maybe you haven't been showing up according to your values. You can adjust and see what happens, see where the chips fall. And that's what really might be happening over this next lunar cycle. And so also it's a good time for addressing unresolved issues in relationships and reconsidering where your desires are. So I'm, you know, I have to like give this with a caveat of like, I'm married. And so part of being married is like, you know, that give and take. And so I, I feel like I see this a lot in the spiritual world where people are like, oh, if somebody's not like meeting all your desires all the time, then let them fall away. So I'm just like, take that with a grain of salt. Like we don't need to be cutting people out all the time or being like hyper independent, but you know where you fall on the spectrum. If you are um, veering more towards this hyper independence or veering more towards putting the other person's needs above your own, because in most cases, when you start prioritizing your own needs without um, becoming hyper independent, if you find that balance, you will be able to still exist in the relationship while getting your own needs met. And that doesn't mean never meeting the needs of the other person, right? I just, I hope that makes sense. Um, and so yoga practices related to this new moon, heart openers, of course, because it's all about relationships. It's all about love. It's all about, um, opening your heart to receive that love and also pouring that love into yourself and not expecting it necessarily to all come from another person. Like we do get some of our needs met in partnership and hopefully we are meeting some of our partner's needs, but, um, we need to also, whether you're in partnership or not, meet our own needs. And so that all just has connections to the heart. So doing heart openers in any sense is good. And then also some deep core work and expressive movement. So, um, think maybe like spiraling through the rib cage, that kind of stuff. Anything that can invoke a Kundalini rising type energy will be extra beneficial at this new moon. And so I also want to say the new moon is happening at 5.37 a.m. on Wednesday. I can't believe I didn't say this earlier. On Wednesday, August 16th, 17th. I already scrolled past that. The 16th. So over Tuesday night into Wednesday morning, and it just so happens our Yogi Scopes flow class is at 5.30 in the morning on Wednesday. So we will be doing our new moon practice right at the time of the new moon, which feels pretty special. Um, and so if you want to practice a vinyasa style, accessible vinyasa style practice, we I have changed, you know, as a result of this Saturn retrograde and all this stuff, changing how I'm approaching things. And so instead of having these open for drop-in, they are now only in the membership. So for folks in the membership community, if you want to come to the flow practice, it is now, instead of on Zoom, it's within our membership community platform, which is fun. The recording will be uploaded to the membership library as always. But if you are not in the membership, 
Now, the moon day practices, which so on Monday at 6 a.m., I will be going live on YouTube now instead of on Zoom where you have to like sign up and do all this shit. I'm just going to go live on YouTube. So all you have to do is be subscribed to the YouTube channel. And that is also linked in the show notes. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, just make sure you subscribe. So just to recap that, how things have changed is Moonday Meditations, which is about 15 minutes of usually seated or on the mat gentle movement, and then about 15 minutes of meditation to align with whatever astrologically is going on that week. It's usually whatever I cover on the podcast one week is for the next week, and that's what the practices we'll be doing for the next week. So like for this week, I'm covering the new moon. Next week on Monday and Wednesday, we'll be doing practices for the new moon. You can now just join us live on YouTube. So the downside of that is it's not on Zoom. I don't get to see you. You can't like directly talk to me. But the upside is you don't have to register or anything. If you want to try it out, you can just either join us for the live stream or then it will be there on YouTube for you to watch, for you to set your intentions for the week every week, have an intention check-in. And then this week just so happens to be for the new moon. We will be moving that to YouTube. And then also for folks in the membership, this is like, if you haven't joined the membership yet, if you need a reason to, I have found out that many of you listening are yoga teachers and it seems like it would be more helpful for you instead of coming to a practice with me because you already probably have your own practice and go to your own classes and do all this stuff, whatever. But you might like a whole entire sequence related to what I just mentioned Um, So if you want the sequence that I'm teaching on Wednesday, I am now going to be writing those up in a nice, pretty way and attaching them to our weekly sign-by-signs that go out in the membership. So as always, there will be a uh, sign-by-sign interpretation that goes out for this new moon. I put one out every week related to, you know, definitely the new moons and full moons. And then usually I do like one big transit a month, like... Um, this month's will be, um, I'll do one for Mercury retrograde and potentially also Mars and Virgo. So related to that, I'm going to now start just attaching my sequences that I'm teaching so that if you want to just take the sequence and run, you can, you know, or you can take the sequence also follow along with the practice to see like maybe how I cue things. Um, and because that's really where the magic happens, that's what we're working on right now in the astrology for yogis course. Um, we're into module three where we're talking about the cueing for the sequencing ways to make this, the, the astrological energies really feel embodied, right? So you can come to a class, um, or you can just grab the sequence and and put your own spin on it. But I've heard from many yoga teachers that having like weekly sequences and then also maybe a weekly or a sequence bank would be helpful. So that's what I'm sort of turning the membership into because I'm finding out that many of you are yoga teachers and that would be a helpful resource for you as yoga teachers. So, and I'm making the sequences anyway, so I might as well share them. But also with that, for those of you that are in the membership that are not yoga teachers or not actively teaching, the sign by signs are not going away. The live practices are not going away. So I'll still be there to support you in that way, but now just with this new extra way to support those of you that are yoga teachers, those of you that are are actively teaching and want to start working this stuff into your classes, even, you know, like I teach these same classes at the Y, I just say less about the astrology to people that I'm not 100% sure if they care, but they still end up, 
I still end up with this overwhelming feedback from my students of like, wow, that was exactly what I needed right now. So if you want to start incorporating this, I'm going to start just sharing my sequences within the membership. So you can go to yogiscopes.com slash membership to find out more about that. The first one will be for this new moon and I'll have that up sometime before the new moon. I'm also in my yoga therapy training this weekend. So anyway, your journal prompts for this new moon are for, so three sort of like three part questions. The first set first question is related to emotions. What hidden emotions or patterns have I been avoiding or neglecting? And how can I create a safe space for myself to delve into these emotions? Because like I was saying, cancer is related to our inner sense of security and our inner sense of safety. And it is impossible to dive into your deep emotions when you're just in survival mode. So to transform in this way, it's important to have some sense of safety, some place where you can explore that stuff where you feel physically and psychologically safe. And then three, what aspects of my past might be influencing my present emotional landscape? So that gets into the inner child work. You could revisit the resources for Venus Retrograde if you need more help around that. The Venus Retrograde podcast episode and the accompanying workshop from July that's now a recording in the membership. Second set of questions related to relationships. What relationships from my past have left unresolved feelings or issues. So this could be intimate partner relationships. It could also be family relationships, caregiver relationships, friends. I had like a friend breakup a few years ago that definitely like would apply to, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. Um, and how have my values and desires in relationships evolved over time? In what ways can I approach existing relationships with a fresh perspective during this next lunar cycle? And then Number three, set number three related to transformation. What intentions do I want to set for my emotional well-being, relationships, or, and creative endeavors? What steps can I take to nurture and manifest these intentions as the lunar cycle progresses? And so if you want those in written format, they're also always appended to the sign-by-sign sign in the membership. I always put the yoga practices. And now under the yoga practices will be not just the themes that I'm suggesting on the podcast, but also the sequence and then the journal prompts and then um, a more deep interpretation for each rising and moon sign so that you can know which area of life this new moon is impacting you mostly based on your birth chart. So with all that said, thanks for being here. I have another fun announcement coming next week. So Stay tuned. Next week, we'll have something else fun to talk about, something else fun um, related to this Venus retrograde stuff. So yeah, if you want a sequence for your classes, jump into the membership right now. If you want to join us for a live practice on Monday, the Moon Day practices are now on YouTube. So, and if you, the, sorry, no longer drop in for Yogi Scopes Flow, um, but I will soon have a way to to trial that, but it's just not set up yet. So right now the only way to get there is to join the membership. So thanks for being here. I hope you have a beautiful lunar cycle. I hope the chips land in a beautiful way for you from this Venus retrograde and new moon. And I hope your intentionality through these new moon practices really set you up for the chips to land where you're hoping they will. So as always, remember to keep your feet on the ground, your head in the stars and stay in the light. Until next time, friends.